0: so we can start Perik Haftas Perik Haftas you should understand is called the emotional of Tanya, <clears throat> because whereas the Valtanya is the preeminent mind over emotion uh, you know the uh, that's his thing this Perik is the exception this Perik is how to battle head on with the emotions. So this peric is much more similar to classic Khsid Shisfaram. Unlike um, Chabad, which is primarily mind sikhli, this is very much of an emotional perik. So he just finished talking about the the fact that we allow ourselves to get put down. And whether it's from extraneous thoughts, he's encouraged <coughs> us to fulfill the mitzvah valise the The fact that we haven't arrived at the various Madragas that we would have liked to have arrived at. So now, he gets into literally stuff that we feel on a daily basis. Perik page 70. There's one more thing that we need to acquire advice for the souls of the Bainanim. Asher the Pomim Sometimes, and for many of us, many times, we suffer from a disease called a stuffed heart. Lack of emotion, lack of interest, no feelings. We become cold like a stone. And where is the primary symptom? How does a person know if they're suffering from this disease? The greatest manifestation is that when it comes to davening, it means nothing to us. We cannot get into davening at all. That is a bona fide, that is the form of diagnosis of, there's no blood test but this is the diagnosis if a person suffers from Tim they can't have it another symptom is the person finds it extremely difficult to battle with their evil inclination remember we're not talking about a guy who God forbid, ever does an Avera. We'll write Svarim about those people. You know, that's for Rav Nachman. But here, we're talking about people who we said earlier never do an Avera, right? But they can't garner the strength to live in the world of the permissible in a sanctified way. That's where their struggle is. That's where they can't get it so what should they do and it's because of this heaviness in their heart so they can't daven, in they can't sanctify themselves in the permissible <coughs> here is the solution that is brought in the holy zone rav who is the the rashi in Ganadin. Whoever this particular rabbi is, you gotta imagine, you know, probably went to Philly. Uh <laughs> oh, the Zaire says a piece of wood that has a hard time catching fire. So, anybody who's ever made a uh, campfire, or anybody who's ever had a fireplace, knows that if the fire is not catching on, you gotta pound the wood crack the wood as no, uh, gufa back up to the top of the next page gufa a body that the light, the flame of the Nishama is not taking hold of it it needs to be beaten it sounds a little bit scary Pirish. What's going on here? So it explains about Tanya what's the Zoyer mean. Pirish noiru benishmosa. What kind of light of the Neshama are we talking about? neshama e'ne kol kach. Here's what's going on. Again, always keep in the back of your mind the image that he painted in the earlier Prokhan. We got a battle going on here. There's a war. It's a war between two forces that want to own this body. The Nefesh of Bahami, physical soul, and the godly soul. And one of the ways that he instructed us to get the godly soul to master this city, as he called it, is through Seichel. you got to <coughs> involve the mind in pondering the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch But if that brilliant light of the neshama is not able to override and rule over the crass physicality of the body, the flame is not catching on to the body. Now, we're not dealing with the body. Clearly, the flesh of the body is not going to become engulfed in flames here. We're not talking about the flesh. We're talking about the drive of the body. The drive of the body is not catching on, referring to the Nefesh of Ahami. Remember, he said the Nefesh of Bahami is not evil. Nefesh of Bahami is a drive. And it should be able to be ignited by the air of the Seichel. It's not catching on, then you got to, this drive of the Nefesh of Bahami has become too powerful. Okay? Let, let him see. And he, he explains. He elaborates. What's going on here is four lines from the top. V'av you got a guy who actually, you know, he's learned. he's, he's, he's He understands. And he able to sit for a while and ponder. Lofty thoughts, greatness of HaKadosh Baruch. But, it doesn't grab hold, it doesn't cleave enough to the person's brain to the degree that it's able to rule over the crass physicality of the interests of the heart because of their strong powerful crassness and the drive of the physical interests. The reason it can't take hold, the reason it can't master it, Haklipa. It's the arrogance of the the force of darkness, Shemagbia mm-hmm. the kiss that lifts itself up over the holiness of the godly soul, mm-hmm. and it darkens its light. So what's going on here is like this. Again, you gotta have the image of the two the two forces, okay? Each one of these two forces wants to own and operate the body. When the definition of the nefesh bahami of the physical drive becomes so overbearing that the neshama can't speak its mind, then the nefesh bahami is taken over. Now, notice it, the person never transgressed the avera; he's never done actively done anything wrong, and nonetheless, it becomes a question of identity. So, I can allow my talent to fill me with arrogance. I can allow my money to fill me with arrogance. I can allow my position to fill me with... All these kinds of things that are associated with the Nebuchadnezzar Bahami become so primary that the Neshama has no voice. So, what do you do? All this reason For this reason. You've got to beat it up and humble it. Offer to the earth, da'ainu that is the kvoi itim to set designated times, lahashpil atzmai to humble oneself, liyiz nivze of nimus to become disgusted with oneself. Now again, he's not talking about suicide here. Okay, he's talking about the recognition of how did I go so far that I allowed this self-definition to rise and become so prominent. To the point where I, I'm totally out of touch <coughs> with my neshama. I think at that point, then the neshama must be saying something. Uh, otherwise, it wouldn't bother him, yeah. right? He has <coughs> <coughs> What is it we're talking about? Breaking the dark side. Now he, he reveals a tremendous side. What are we breaking? breaking the person themselves in the in the persona of the Be'nini. Why? ha'chiyunis ha'guf because as we said earlier, the definition of a Be'nini is that the Nefesh Abahami, the, the that which energizes the physical body is vibrant and healthy as it was when he was born. Believe He's done nothing the guys, an, it's it's an it's an amazing tightrope walk. He's able to get away without ever transgressing anything, but his of bahami is as intact as it ever was. Guys, you don't see New York written all over this. I'm sorry, I don't I don't mean to be this, but it's they feed the system. Yep every convenience, every, uh, uh, indulge and, and allow yourself to, to have every convenience with a hechsher on it, uh, you know, without any work, without any toil, and then they wonder why they're not developing spirituality, because there's no bitush, there's no work required. Nimtze, <clears throat> what comes out is that the person, when they, when you ask the question, who am I? The definition of self is left right where it was. Ay, Valin of the Kishabai. Where's the godly soul? Where's his position? <coughs> Never. About it, we say, Nishama Shenesata Bi toiri. That soul that you placed in me. Well, who is the me? The Nishama you placed in me. Clearly, that's not the Nishama. Then the me is the body. Shene sat beday kamkhla o shadam atmer ena neshama that clearly states is that the person himself is not the neshama ki im btsadikim except for the select few holy people shebahamon klayisol shebahamol habach shene shama taira shenefesh adikeh ye adam but that is exactly the opposite By those great people, the Neshama, which is the godly soul, is the person. Those people, their body is called the flesh of the person. The person is the Neshama. How do they refer to their body? They refer to it as the flesh of the person. You find it in the Gemara. He said to his students, When he said he was going to eat, he used to say I'm going to do an act of kindness with the impoverished one." Okay. that was talking about his body It was like a foreigner. His body was foreign to him. <laughs> this is how Rabbi Friedman has a piece where he talks about how it was that Hill went up on the skylight there when S Vav tell him we're teaching. So Hill went up and it started to snow. He said, "What was Hill? Was a man a it Was a, a suicide potential? What was He says, "No. Hill's definition of self wasn't his body. Hill's definition of self was his soul, and his soul was alive when it was listening to Torah from Shmavav Tzion. It happens to be that wherever he went, he dragged his body with him, but it was totally secondary to how he defined himself." and therefore he said he was doing an act of chesed with the fact that he fed it because as far as me, my self-definition said he was his godly soul look at this because it itself only the godly soul sustained his body his godly soul sustained his body Rabbi on the Belzer the was not Physical, it was not physically possible for him to live the years that he lived with the amount of food that he ate he ate a few spoons a day but that's not what sustained him because the evil, the bad that existed in his case or in all of our cases in our physical soul which is in the blood and in his flesh that was transformed into goodness. V'nechla bekedushas <coughs> nefesh al the kids mamis bitzadikim and it it is by righteous people it becomes transformed into godly energy. Aval <coughs> bebeinani but when we're dealing with oz beinanim halvai me'achas <coughs> shemuhusov yatzmusov yishol nefesh achiyunes habahami eshemesit ra'cha amolaveshes bedomeibsoi loy nefachu since in our case the essence of the physical <clears throat> drive our animalistic drive that comes from the dark side which is in our blood and soul it was not transformed at all Is <laughs> it remains ultimately as our self definition there's such an easy way to tell where we're at in the morning when we're in bed <laughs> and we don't want to get out of bed listen to the conversation that's going on in your head. One voice says, I want to stay in bed. What does the other voice say? You need to get up. You need to get up. Yeah. Very clear sign where we're at. Can you imagine being in the other way? I would probably freak out if the voice said, I want to get up in and daven and the other voice said, you no, you sleep. really should sleep a little bit longer. <laughs> we'd, we'd, they would send us in, they call the guy with the little white, little white coats. The <laughs> King That being the case, such harsh words, when we contemplate what we just discussed, then we are distant from God at the epitome of distance. He says, you know how dangerous what we're walking around with is? Our animal soul desires things that are forbidden. We've done nothing about conquering our animal soul. And that animal soul even wants things that are forbidden. That are contrary to Hashem's will. Even though none of us would ever think of actually doing them, but we awful lot think about wanting to do them. Whereas when it comes to real tzadikim, they're revolted by it. They're sickened by the thought. And by us, we think about it. We don't think about doing it, but we think about it. Look at these words. Five lines in. On 72. We're revolting. We're disgusting. We're sickening. Much more worse than trefa animals and creepy crawly things. Why are we worse? How can you say this? The last parak, say. Right. So he's going to explain why are we worse. See, he explained this already earlier in the earlier him. because no rat can violate God's will they don't have Bechira. And our Nefesh Bahami has Bechira. So what's he saying? He's saying like this, that even if we don't contemplate actually doing these things, but the fact that we acknowledge that in our being there is a force that wants to do these things, that tells us that we got a long way to go. That's all he's saying. He says, "I'm a worm, not a man." He says, We're going to ask the question that there are times when we really do have a really geshemak davening." The person should say to himself, "How true was that?" Isn't it true that you know, a few minutes after davening passes, we're right back where we were before we started? so it doesn't hold now remember we're, we're in the midst of an exercise meaning you have to remember that this is not something that's allowed to pass through our minds during the day or at times while we're davening this is only an exercise that we're allowed to do when we set designated times to do it okay remember he said that specifically because if it ever occurs to anybody during the day or while they're trying to do avoida, you can know for sure that that is the force of darkness just trying to get them down. It's critical that we remember that this exercise that we're doing, you know, there's a little sign on it that says, don't try this at home. This has to be during designated times when the person recognizes, uh-oh, I'm off. I'm not feeling. There's something wrong with my avodah. Then the person has a right to sit down and make an appointment with themselves and beat up on themselves. This is what you're supposed to go through. This is the exercise is to go through during that designated beat up time. But this is not stuff to do casually while you're driving to work. What if you take the bus? Then you'll okay. get beat up in other ways. <laughs> now, right after the brackets let's take the exercise even further especially when a person remembers how they contaminated their soul with sexual indiscretion and the the tremendous damage that that does above and I, you're going to argue, so what? that happened 25 years ago But when you're talking about the begomim that were done above that, the worlds above, are not bound by time. So as far as God is concerned, <coughs> it's as if it's happening right now. Mamesh. <coughs> what happened to Yom Kippur? <laughs> 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 Even though he did true tshuva on Yom Kippur. Always oh, cheating. I, I tshuva true. But Tshuva has got to be in the heart. <laughs> he says, this is actually a really beautiful thing about Tshuva. The heart has many different levels, emotions. And each time we do Tshuva, it's got to be commensurate with who we are today, not who we were with when we when we did it. Because remember, if it's happening now, right? Then the tshuva I did ten years ago is inadequate for who I am now. But, but you get to the point, you have to let go. Right. Well, the fiyaz man mochim, and not only is it according to who I am, but it's also commensurate with the time, meaning <coughs> El and, you know, a tshuva is supposed to have a deeper tshuva. And according to the place, you know, when you're in a holy place, you're supposed to be a du- deeper tshuva. So tshuva it has so many different varieties, Associated with it by somebody saying, you know, I clapped Al-Khayt for this 20 years ago, and therefore I am free from any responsibility. Well, that doesn't hold water. Kiduliyoid, therefore. What's the point of all this? Keeping in mind, this is like the flashing light in this parrot. Ulachain, Achshav Bishozu, now at this time. If a person seeing that they cannot get their the flame of the neshama going that there's something wrong, that we're just dead, we're, we're spiritually numb, that's a good word we're numb so then mikhlal look at this, he says instead of seeing it as a negative see it as Hashem calling out and saying you know, moment has come for, for us to deepen the tshuva that we did you know why you're numb? Because now, with who you're at now, the indiscretion you did, it's getting in the way again. You've grown to such a madrega where the hate that you did years ago is now coming between you and me. You need to now go back and re-address <coughs> that wrong. That's one way of thinking about it. Aye. Or another way of thinking about the numbness. Look at this. Again, he always manages to turn things into something that you can do something about. But the Rebbeinah Sholeim is trying to reach out to him to bring him to a higher, deeper tshuva. Now, again, he says, look at this. David the Melech was the one who said that he his heart has been emptied of sin. And nonetheless, David the Melech says, I keep my chet in front of my eyes at all times. Well, that means that he recognized that as he grows, he needs to go back and readdress and do tshuva for the things that he did at one time. Ah, you're going to say, "Vigami machatas <laughs> Maybe there are people who never got involved in those kinds of sins. Yosim <clears throat> alibay. Nonetheless, the person must. Pay attention mm-hmm. to fulfill the words of the Zoya that says that each person has to be a master of accounting, not a CPA, but mm-hmm. to do an accounting with themselves mm-hmm. for all the thoughts and the words <coughs> and the actions that have transpired from the time we came into the world till today? Can we, by any stretch of the imagination, can that person say, did all of his actions stem from a, a source of holiness? Or did they actually come from the side of tuma? That is all the thoughts, all the speech, all the action that a person did to serve him. Shazel pirish. He says, after all, that's the simple translation of the word "sitra achrikonal." It means the other side. There are only two sides. There's either the side of Kedusha or there's the side of Tum, but there is no paravaria. area. So if it wasn't holy, then it was profane. So if, bottom line is, is that if we're feeling numb, then there's a message. The message is there's something getting in the way. you got to go back and fix whatever it is that's acting as the barrier. Now, Umad Everybody knows. The critical, critical understanding of what goes on. As long as a person is thinking holy thoughts, during those times, the person becomes a virtual chariot to holiness. You're doing something holy, you're thinking something holy, you're saying something holy, the person becomes a chariot to Kedusha during those times. From which come these holy thoughts. But we must understand the opposite is true as well. The person at that time becomes a chariot to these chambers of darkness. of of contamination the same thing applies to action and to speech so again we're either a chariot to one or we're a chariot to the other now throwing on top of this he says contemplate for a moment what about our dreams we spend a fair amount of time in our life dreaming for most people our dreams are just literal stupidity. Because our nefoshes are stuck in a bad place. We say and tell them, whose soul is able to really go up and do things? Only a person who's really a tzaddik. So what happens at night is that these evil spirits asinum is they come and cleave to us, and we end up dreaming about the things that we do during the day. Sometimes they mock the person, they show him all kinds of false um, delusions, and they, they <coughs> torture him in his dreams. Now what's he saying here? What's he saying here? is that there's culpability. Because our dreams follow our thoughts I can tell you that I remember distinctly I would ever get back to this place but when when I was introduced the first time to uh, Rabbi Altain's interpretation of the Kutataira when they came up with those pamphlets originally and it became accessible it was the first time I was able able to learn any of the Baltanias my marim. I dreamt about it at night they were so gripping that I remember waking up in my sleep thinking about it. Because if you were doing a lot of thinking about it during the day, that's what you end up dreaming about at night. Um, There are svarim written of people's dreams. (laughs) It wasn't just their dreams, but they had many svarim that they wrote when they were awake. (laughs) So they ended up Thinking and dreaming about things that were holy, cool things. Now, he says, to the degree that a person's going to spend time contemplating the issues we've been discussing, and his thoughts, and sometimes it's very interesting because there are many people who are this way. This type of beating up doesn't do anything for him. But they'll open up certain svarim and that'll do it for them. Certain svarim will speak to them even during times when (laughs) self-flagellation doesn't work. The person becomes disgusted with, again, when he's talking about disgusted with self, going back to what um, Gavi was talking about before, we're not talking about whole self disgust we're talking about what we've turned into our self definition That's what we're disgusted with, right the nesha Bahami who we've made primary in our lives kakosu mamish Mamish should be disgusted with what we've done the result of that will be we break down this evil spirit this dark side um, the offer, we beat it into the earth and we're able to um, bring it down from its heights from its arrogance because it has the foolish arrogance to lift itself up over the true light of the godly soul to darken its true pure light One more thought. During this time that we're spending, alone, with our uh, beating up session, he says, uh, verbalize your disgust. Scream. Scream at yourself. It's so amazing, because just last week, we learned the pshat from the of Lev on this Gemara. says about Tanya the same, another O-Way of prison. He says, everybody learns this Gemara, forever present, should incite the Yetzirah against the Yetzirah. And then he gives the three solutions. Study of Torah, reading the Shema, Yask the Yem He says, nobody addresses, what is the first thing? He says, it is screaming at oneself. Yargis, get angry. on Get angry at your animal soul. yitzra Notice these words. There's a lot of talk about Nefesh is, he says, is the Yetzhara. Scream at it. The ko'il with a screaming voice saying to it, ato ra v'rasha it's a You're evil, you're wicked, you're disgusting, you're, you oh, these are such kishmaka words, uh, revolting, you're, you're, you're... Abominable. 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 <laughs> Even Biden, like all the names that our sages call the Yitzhahara, and say to it, How long will you go on concealing before me the true light of the infinite? He who suffuses all the worlds, who was, who is, and will be. Look at this. The even in this lowly place where I'm occupying right now, Hashem is right here with me, and you won't allow me to see Him. The Rebbein is here now, just like he was even before he created the world. Shom without any change. like the Pazak says, "I Hashem never change." Because He's above time and space. The and you, low life. You are stupid enough and arrogant enough and foolish enough to deny the fact that everything before Hashem is almost non-existent. How, could you, how are you allowing me to live in this world of deception? How dare you drag me into a place where I, I, I can't see the truth? how do you how'd you run it on two two weeks ago when you said that the, the Ibishta wants us to suffer? So the A comes along. Right? Because you said that the the wants us to suffer, so he gets the eight to push